this is where you have to speak to it. This is where you have to call out the people in your congregation. Well, let's be clear. Let's let's start gentle. We'll start gentle and ramp up. Hey, lay it out. Lay it on us. <laughs> how first of all, how silent are you being about this? Because let's be clear, there's yeah. no neutrality here. Silence is complicity. Yes. And people think that's extreme, but it is, it is, it is not. It is not extreme. I'll be the first person to throw myself under the bus and go, yes, there were years I didn't speak about this. And it's never too late to start. Welcome to episode 232 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brew pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. On today's episode, the Reverend Ogan Holder and yours truly, Brian Burkoff, will address and engage what's happening through a theological lens with a good brew in hand. And that good brew might be in your very own Pub Theology Live pint glass, of which I do not have one today. Do you have one today? Whoops. We we are we are bad advertisers for our own product. But just scroll back to our Facebook feed. You'll you'll see some videos with some pictures. And you can get one of those pint glasses as a thank you for becoming a subscriber on Patreon. Uh, we got different levels uh, that you can subscribe to to help support the show, keep us chugging along. And as a thank you, you get the pint glass, while supplies last, and also a video, uh, extra video content of before and after the episode uh, banter and um, some more deep dives into our personal lives as if anybody would want to pay for that. Yes, you would. It's good stuff, man. So you can sign up at patreon.com slash PT live. And always uh, thank you to our current patrons. Yes, thank you indeed. Well, this week, uh, of course, uh, we will be discussing what happened in Buffalo, uh, the awful shooting there. Uh, and so in light of that, we'll also be discussing racism white supremacy and gun violence. Um, so pretty heavy topics this week. Uh, and welcome back, Ogan, and certainly uh, our condolences from Shannon and myself and our listeners. We've been thinking about you. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, wait till I come back to bring on all the heavy, heavy topics. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Last week's, last week's was heavy stuff, too. Last week was heavy and scary stuff, too. And it just it just the hits just keep coming. Um, uh, uh, first of all, thank you to all those who sent uh, your condolences and your prayers and your support. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Um, it. It felt good to feel supported uh, by you all. Um, I'm still here in Barbados. Um, the The funeral service will be next week. And let me just say, there's nothing like death and funeral planning to bring up all the wonderful family dynamics. So keep holding me in your prayer. <laughs> because because family be family, man. You got to love them. Um, but as I'm here, I will share what I'm drinking, which is my favorite uh, local beer, the Banks award-winning uh, lager. And it's it's been too long since I had one of these. I say too long. It, it was December. I was here in December, and I and I had some then. But uh, always always my go-to, always my favorite. That's what I got. What are you drinking today? Brian? There you go. Banks Caribbean lager. That sounds delish. Yes. So I am drinking... Um, this one's a, it's a little tougher to decipher the title because there's a lot of things happening on this can, but I believe it's just called a 70 plus West Coast Pale Ale by Old Nation Brewing uh, here in Michigan. Okay. And the, the 70 plus is referring, I think, to the IBUs, which are 72 on this one, which means it's it's fairly bitter for an IPA. Gotcha. So it's pretty much also the level to which I will dislike it if I were drinking it. <laughs> yeah and uh, honestly like a better beer connoisseur than our than i might say oh 72 is like right in the middle that's average like i i don't know but it feels like since they're naming it 70 plus it's got to mean something it might mean a total lack of creativity i don't know it could mean I, I, who knows listen i need to talk to the marketing <laughs> people over at old nation brewing because it was hard to even figure out who brews this i mean it, it, it is a mess <laughs> I guess but, they're going like, our people know us. That's all we need to, that's all we care about. Yeah. And the real question is, how is the beer? So let's take a sip. 
Yeah, yeah, I was the bear. Ooh, that is nice. It is a little bit on the bitter side. So if you're not a fan of hops, Ogan, I don't recommend this one for you. Yeah, and 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 if you're saying it's bitter, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere near it. I'm not gonna touch it. It is nice. No, no, not even gonna sneak up on it. On to today's topics. All right, so we've got heavy stuff today, but a, a sort of off the wall question to start with, and that. Maybe it's because I've been doing a lot of lawn mowing lately, but the question I was, is, I was always, as always, <laughs> what, what you could, you could tell a lot about where you are in your state of mind by these opening questions, but yeah. go yeah. ahead. So the question is, if you could replace all of the grass in the world with something else, what would it be and why? It's, it's all just grass <laughs> and just grub that grass out. Uh. Ogan's like, I'm near the beach. I'm not worried about grass. Because I don't want to leave any grass. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, you know what? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a page from the book of our uh, one of our frequent uh, guest hosts, um, um, Derek Weston. Yeah. Who is who is um, a food justice advocate, mm. and um, who decries lawns. Right. Um, so so if, so my answer is twofold. One, if I'm going to replace the grass, yeah, let's let's grow some food. Let's grow some crops. Let's yeah. you know use it use it for sustainable farming. One, two, but also I would I would amend it a little bit and go rather than, um, and I don't know if you were implying this, but also instead of like you know the manicured lawns that we find in the suburbs and estates and stuff like just sprinkle some wildflower seeds and yeah. and 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 just just let mother nature have at it we need more wildflowers so we can have more bees so we can have more food uh sort of deal so that's that's what i would do rip up the lawns and either plant 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 some you know some vegetables replace them with vegetable gardens or if you're like me and you don't want to work that hard like just just throw down you know go to go to go to your your, your local nursery or uh, you know, buy a variety of like wildflower seeds and just throw them down and and create create your own field of dreams right there. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Is it cheating if I say that you stole my answers? So I'm going to go ahead and grub out all the grass. Um, no, great, <laughs> great minds think alike, and fools seldom differ. <laughs> there it is. But I think you're right. I mean exactly right so i would say yes i would amend that to say i don't want to replace all the grass just sort of all the manicured lawns which is what you implied as well because there's natural grasses that are lovely and wonderful and have deep root systems and are good for the soil and all of that so you know natural wild grasses wild flowers as you mentioned and then yeah more gardens more gardens is better more gardens is better, and 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 yes, we might we might have some internet hookups, hookups, hiccups. <laughs> that is in no way an indication of what I've been doing with my time. Uh, some internet hiccups uh, along along the way, giving them all the way in Barbados. Yeah, yeah, we'll just roll with it. We'll just roll with it. If you pause, we'll then I'll just put words in your mouth. How's that? There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Oh, well, all right. So yuck, uh, on to the, the recent happenings, which, um, you know, the, the big thing here in the US is the uh, disgusting display of white supremacy in the shooting in Buffalo and, you know, just needless uh, violence. And I mean, what was yeah. your reaction? You know, I have a guess what your reaction was, Ogan, but when you, you know, when you saw this, I know you're already going through a lot, but what what sort of crossed your mind? So I'll, I'll say that um, when uh, I'm here in Barbados, I, I only have, uh, you know, Wi-Fi when I'm somewhere with it. I don't, you know, I don't, my, my, I'm not carrying a phone with a, with a cell signal and you yeah. know, getting a constant stream of things. Yep. So when this happened, I was out. <clears throat> um, I was out till uh, two in the morning. <laughs> uh, uh connecting with friends, having a good time. I rolled in and went straight to bed and I didn't hear about it until the following morning. And I woke up and my usual, my usual morning routine is to uh, 
wake up and just stare at the ceiling for a little while. Just, you know, ease into the waking up process. And I did that for a few minutes. Um, then I picked up my phone. And when I saw the headline, I immediately just started crying. Yep. Like, to your, as you're saying, I'm, I'm already dealing with a lot here. Grief is up for me. <laughs> Grief has pretty much been up for me for the last seven years constantly. But but there's a, there's a certain level of or I should say another level of grief that hits black people when we mm. see something like this happen. Mm. It like, like we, we, we are people, especially in the United States um, and pretty much m- most colonial places we are, we, we carry the trauma of 400 years of being hunted and exterminated. That's not an exaggeration. Uh, you know, Native Americans in the U.S. and in Canada, they, they carry this too. It's, it's generational trauma, and if you don't, if you don't think that trauma is passed on at the cellular level, go, go, do, go, Google it. it. It's a real thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're carrying that. So when something like this happens, when we hear that 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 somebody, and and it's it, it was even more more horrific that he was 18 years old mm. for me at least right yeah, yeah. um and, and we might talk about this later but but you know <clears throat> we, we we have certain spaces that are worried about our children being indoctrinated uh with critical race theory and being indoctrinated about being taught how to be gay and such ridiculousness who's who is paying attention to this indoctrination where an 18 year old decides I need to go kill black people because I've bought into a white supremacist ideology. And, and that's what it is. We, we are, we were, we were hunted and that's not an exaggeration. You read the news reports, he was casing the, the place for like days before. Right. So it wasn't like he just randomly rolled up and had a bad day. He was, this was intentional. This was methodical. This was planned, right? This, this, this was a hunt and this was an extermination. Yes. Right. Let's call it what it was. Let's stop, you know, uh, and and I'm guilty of this too. You are the media. Let's stop calling this a tragedy Mm. because a tragedy implies something bad happened out of our control. You know, my my father dying last week. That was a, that was a tragedy. Something we can do about that. He was 82. He had a cute uh, kidney failure. Like it was his time. This was on a hunting and an extermination. And it's it's funny because how do you stop stuff like this happening? Is you educate people about what critical race theory teaches us? Right. The very things that are trying to be banned right now are the very things that could prevent something like this from happening. We need to be educated. So so those are my first this is my first like just just innate reactions. I got a lot more thoughts, but 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 that's that's what it was. It was like it shook me. It shook me. I cried. I wept. It took a while before I could really read in depth stories about what happened. Uh, when I saw the images of those of those people in that predominantly black community, uh, the, the 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 people who were shot were almost exclusively black. I think out of the like the 12, 10 of them were black, or up to thirteen, mm-hmm. eleven were black, or something. Um, you know, it was, yeah, yeah. So I got I got sorrow, I got grief, I got rage, yeah. I got I got in, 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 in impatience. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So all right, that's all I got for now. Yeah. How how about you? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, deep sadness, anger, uh, frustration. And, you know, the thing about this situation is we didn't have to do work to figure out what were his motives or what was, you know, what was his agenda or, you know, everything is on the table and blatant. I mean, he had a plan, as you said, he cased it out and he wanted to kill as many black people as he could. And that like it, my body is feeling chills right now at how gross and how awful and how hate filled that is. And that that can be an ideology that is um, nurtured 
that is, you know, encouraged in this country is shameful. Um, and, you know, on our, on our question here, it says experts have been warning us for years about the urgent threat of homegrown white supremacist terrorism, that that's the realest threat we face for violence in this country. And yet we aren't that prepared. People act surprised when it happens and we spend way more money and resources on supposed threats of terrorism from outside this country that are much less likely to happen. And you just feel tired of all of that. Like we need to wake up. This is not subtle. This is not hidden. This is right out in the open and it's going to keep happening unless we make some of the changes you suggested about, you know, awareness, education, uh, et cetera. And it, and, and going to the polls and stop voting for officials who perpetuate these white supremacist ideologies, right? That's, that's, that's huge. The ones who are currently elected also need to say something, uh, you know, Kudos to Liz Cheney for coming out and saying, you know, too many Republicans in the House have fed these flames. Mm. And here's here's what's happening. Now, I only give her a little bit of credit because, you know, she was she was pretty much on the pro-Trump bandwagon for some time until some red line was crossed with her. And and, right. and but it's it's that's that's too late now, right? I mean kudos for her for making amends and, and doing the work. Um, but, but, but yeah, we are, we are, we are here. And that, that ideology, uh, which, um, you know, we know now in case you haven't heard the phrase that can't imagine that you, that you haven't, that, that replacement theory, yeah. that's, that's being, again, politicians are saying it out loud, uh, certain right wing media outlets, um, have been spewing this idea that, um, that 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 there's some master plan to replace um, what what and the new catchphrase, the new catchphrase, legacy Americans. That's the new catchphrase. Oh, it's been around for a while. Legacy my. Americans, which is which is code for us white folk who were born here. Omg, right? Yeah. So so when you're listening, when you're listening to any any conservative outlet. Or reading any conservative magazine, you have just a little conservative leaning, and you see that phrase "legacy Americans." That's what they're talking about. Anyone who is either not an immigrant, or you know, you have you can trace you can trace your generations of whiteness a few people back, right? Uh, you know, a few generations back. You're 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 this is this is your country and nobody else's. So so that's that's the phrase that's going around uh, as as well. When so st- when much fears wrong with being, that. There is so much wrong with that. And they don't even see the irony, right? Because their ancestors were the ones who rolled in and decided to replace the people who were already here. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk legacy Americans, right? right? They, they, so, aren't, they aren't coming off the Mayflower. So the, so the fact that the irony is like just apparently clearly lost on them is it's so devastating. It's so devastating. And for such a long time, so you ask the question, so you, you imply that, you know, we've been warned about this for a while and there seems to be not a lot of taking it seriously. So two things for that. One, yeah. we live in a white supremacy culture mm. and people have to get over the fact that that does not just mean neo-Nazis, KKK right. folk, Right. right. White supremacy culture means that uh, <clears throat> that the American culture, as we know it today, was built on a foundation of white supremacy. You know, the the, the genocide of Native Americans, the enslavement of, of Africans um, and 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 building building this country and this economy on their labor. And and there's the the, the philosophy, the ideology that that created that system. AKA capitalism is is still in effect. So here you have a white supremacy culture. You have people who benefit from it. And and when extreme things like these happen, which unfortunately are becoming less and less extreme, you can't expect the system that's built on the same ideology that leads to these mass murders want to change itself. Right. Right. So that's that's why. It's like, trust me, if this person who, if this was a black person who went and shot up a white supermarket, 
uh, or or a person who was who was Muslim or an immigrant or Middle Eastern, we would be having such uh, there would be such a greater outrage in white America. Yes. Okay. And and to be clear, I'm I'm doing a podcast with a white American. To be clear, there are some white Americans who are outraged about this, who are being a voice for anti-racism. And that tide, um, I, I believe, is is beginning to turn more and more towards that. It's not yes, going but as a white, enough. Yeah, and as a white American, I'll say there's not nearly enough of us who are outraged, as you said. No, 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 there's not. And and American culture will not change away from a white supremacist culture until white America decides it needs to change. Yeah. And that's yeah. the plain truth. Yes. Yes. This great quote uh, from Kristen Dumais, uh, who, who said, it is no longer tenable to pretend that, quote, good Christians do not hold to pernicious, i.e. terrible beliefs and harmful beliefs about race, right? Too too long in this country, you, you can just sort of get by as, well, I'm a good Christian, and of course, I'm not racist, and, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, if you're white, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the levels of racism go deeper than you know. And, you know, despite whatever good intentions or pretensions you have to being not racist, uh, look again. And it'll be very telling where you are, especially if you are a clergy person, by what you preach on Sunday, what you what you preach this past Sunday and what you will preach this coming Sunday. Now, granted, granted, this past Sunday was uh, the day after it happened, I believe, if I got my dates. Yeah, correct. it happened. It's, yeah, I didn't have time to do a 360. Right. But it 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 wasn't just about time, because because let's be clear, us preachers can do things on the fly if we want to. So it wasn't so much about time as it was, there is a part of me that understands right right in the immediacy of the ho- of the horror, there is an element of pastoral care that is needed. Yeah. Right. There's a there's an element of speaking to the sadness, the shock, the immediate emotions. I yes. can understand that. I'll give you a pass this past Sunday because yeah. not you, just just ministers no, no. who didn't speak direct to this. I'll give the you a pass you. this past yeah. Sunday yeah. because because like like the immediacy of taking care of people. I understand that. But this coming Sunday. Right. If you didn't speak about it this past Sunday, if you especially if you are a white minister, in a church that claims to be anti-racist, that claims to be uh, um, um, uh, against white supremacy, that claims to be open and welcoming, that claims to be wanting to be the difference. If this is your church and you're the pastor of this church, this is where the rubber meets the road, right? This is where you have to speak to it. This is where you have to call out the people in your congregation and invite them to go, how much of this? Well, let's be clear. Let's let's start gentle. We'll start gentle and ramp up. Hey, lay it out. Lay it on us. <laughs> how first of all, how silent are you being about this? Because let's be clear, there's yeah. no neutrality here. Silence is complicity. Yes. And people think that's extreme, but it is it is it is not. It is not extreme. I'll be the first person to throw myself under the bus and go, yes, there were years I didn't speak about this. And it's never too late to start. Okay. So, so silence is complicity. Um, trying to maintain white comfort is complicity. Not wanting to make your 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 congregants have to have to think about this, and that's that's complicity. You are not there to provide an escape space. Okay, Correct. don't confuse safe space for escape for an es, es, escapism. What is the word I'm trying to say? Yeah, no, or place you're, of denial. You're saying it. <laughs> right, right. Safe space is not a space of denial, right? When, 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 when I remember a couple of weeks ago, I did a, I did a, an ask the minister service where you know just take questions from the congregation, yeah. right? And yeah. one of them said, "My denomination, unity, should we be involved as a whole more in social justice, and why?" And I said, "Yes, because Jesus." <laughs> Right? How are how are we how are we not reading how are we not reading the gospels purporting to be Christians, those who follow the life and teachings of Jesus? And follow doesn't mean you just read about it, it means you you live that life. Yeah. And he always spoke out against 
imbalances, injustices, and in power. You know, he was even known to get violent on an occasion. Yeah. Uh, 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 about it. So, so can you call yourself a Christian in the in the in the in the truest best sense of the word? Mm. If you are not speaking to this horror and violence, if you are not saying to your congregation, especially again, if you are a majority white congregation, it's time for us to stop being silent on this. Get up off our asses and do something. You know, whether do, do do something. Preach. Are you having these conversations uh, in your family, in your workplace? Yep. If you have family members that subscribe to, to this ideology or anything, even even a lighter sanitized version of it, are you calling them out? Are you, are you speaking to them or are you taking the path of least resistance, which is like, you know, we just won't invite Uncle Maga to Thanksgiving dinner. Or, or whatever like you know yeah so, so it start it, it it really starts there we have we have response otherwise we're doing what martin luther king jr said we're just making church a country club no doubt no doubt yeah so you're, you're saying it and naming it and rightly so um yeah so i i did not uh my sermon was already done but i so i didn't emphasize this in the sermon, but I will say it was named and called out during the service um, and will continue to be in, in our setting. And as in all, you know, I can control what I do in my congregation, but I can also encourage fellow white clergy to uh, snap out of it and speak up and, you know, show up uh, because we got to do our work yeah. and our part. And let's be honest, these ideologies are being formed in white subcultures that that us white folks have a much greater yeah. responsibility for than anyone else and so it is our work uh, not to not greater out. responsibility all the responsibility well, yeah all, well, right yes all the right all the responsibility <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah all us black folk we don't we don't have any responsibility <laughs> about what the white subculture is is fermented yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's you. not on ours okay thank you. <laughs> so thank you. so so as i often say <laughs> Go get your people. <laughs> exactly. And so we have a quote here from uh, Jamar Tisby, who's an African-American uh, writer and speaker. And he says, it would be a mistake to write off the Buffalo shooter or any white supremacist, supremacist extremist as acting completely in isolation, right? You often hear that, well, he was a lone, you know, a lone wolf or a lone actor in this situation. He says, we shouldn't talk that way because these individuals have been radicalized by adopting to a system of ideas and by learning from an extensive network of white supremacists. They may commit their acts of violence alone, but they devise their deadly tactics in a community of like-minded, hate-filled people. And he's right on. He's right on. Yeah, yes. And what's even what's even more disturbing is that, as I mentioned before, that ideology, which used to just be floating around in the dark corners of like message boards and 4chan and 8chan and places like this, is now part of contemporary media dialogue. Yes. Right. And contemporary and, political dialogue. And contemporary political dialogue. And I know. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure about the audience who listens to this podcast, and I'm pretty sure not a lot of Tucker Carlson viewers. <laughs> but just in case, just in case, I would, or or, but especially if you're not, I would invite you. I would invite you to go watch that man show. Go watch it and oh. see for yourself. See for yourself. Because this, it, you can you can see this this narrative of this replacement idea stretching back years, yep, and and just and just feeding people, feeding people, and it's getting people killed, and that's not an understatement or an exaggeration. Yep, the narrative that's coming off of those networks are getting people killed, and I don't I I I, I don't understand why we can't hold them complicit I, I i feel i i feel there needs to be like a class action lawsuit against them any lawyers listening let me know if that's possible i'll be the one to lead it like this is incredible you know and 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 it is just it's just it's just devastating that this is for so many people the only the only thing they hear 
and it and it, and it and it sinks in. And I think some people hear stuff like this and go, "Yeah, that's just a small group of people. That's not gonna. That's not gonna. You know, not gonna, not gonna matter." Just, to your point, it's not gonna matter. It's just these lone these lone people who you know who get crazy and they have mental health issues. Right. This is this is not this is not how the majority of people think. And I'll be the first to say I bought into that narrative. Mm. And then January 6th happened. And when I saw the thousands of people swarm in the Capitol, not, not just, not just, you know, protesting outside the Capitol as is their first amendment, right. But actually breaking into the place with the intent to stop the legal certification of election that's when i that's when i realized yeah okay this is just not an idle narrative there are people who are legitimately planning to to enact violence yep to have an election go their way to have certain leadership in place it's it's not rhetoric anymore we've seen the evidence and we continue to see the evidence of it and it is just so frightening that so many Republican politicians buy into it as well. And even if they don't personally buy into it, they're speaking it because they want to keep they want to keep a certain ex-president happy. They want to keep a certain base on their side. They want to that 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 greed and megalomaniac uh, a quest for power is making them say what they believe will keep that 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 base on their side they yep. do not realize that they are fanning the flames of violence even worse if they do realize and they're still doing it like i just can't man yeah it's i just i just i just can't i may not come back from barbados i'm just like you know right <laughs> Oh man! We got our own colonial. We got our own colonial issues, but nobody's running into a supermarket killing black people. So oh, you man. know, <laughs> enjoy the enjoy the sunshine and the sand and the banks uh, lager, and that might be a yeah, wise move. I can't. That's the problem. I can't. <laughs> I would. I really want to. I know, but I can't. I know. I, I can't. There's no. There's there's no compartmentalizing. No, you, right. You can't. There's no escaping right? this. There's yep. no, there's no, there's no escape. And it's interesting because we're in the month of May. It is mental health month. Do you understand? Maybe you don't, but let me just tell you mm. this systemic racism, things like this, the narrative that, that, that comes out of, out of the, 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 the far right. And now it's not even just the far right anymore. It's the, even the middle, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, like, like that, that is a burden that 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 weighs on us, you know. When 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 a shooting like this happens, and we have elected officials going on Fox News and saying this is a result of Biden's agenda, like, yes, I mean, <sighs> yes, or some, one even went as far as to say this was like a false flag operation by the Democrats. Right? Okay. Yeah. Exactly. What? Exactly. What? What? what what you've just said is that the lives that were lost and the mental stress that black people, brown people, uh, you know, trans and gay people exist with every single moment of every single day in this country doesn't matter. Yep. And, and that hurts. Yep. It hurts when there's rhetoric that tells me I don't matter. Yeah. And and that weighs on that weighs on me, right? And yeah. as much as we will do the things, the self care things, the, the 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 finding our moments of black joy things, as much as we will do these things to try to, you know, uh, prevent prevent uh, or 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 produce counterpoint to that, we can't shut it off. Yeah. We 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 can't. And um and uh, I don't think white America understands what it what it means you know the 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 the, cl the closest some white americans might come to understanding what that what that means or 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 white white gay and trans folk um or to some extent even 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 white women who because we live in still in a very sexist patriarchal society but but this is this is different this is different and 
and it hurts and it's mm. and it's heavy mm. and yeah it's yours to fix white america you don't like it 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 is yours to fix yeah. and it's not i'm not just saying that because i'm like throwing my hands up in despair and like going like i don't care what happens i'm not assuming responsibility it is not black america's responsibility to 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 change white supremacy culture it is it is not we didn't Amen. even create it Amen. we don't we don't we don't live by it uh we live in it <laughs> uh but but it's yep. it's not it's not ours it's 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 yours yeah so 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 yeah so come on come on yeah no you, i mean i hear you and i feel you and you're exactly right and you know i'm i'm sitting here thinking about you know what what my role is as one white uh christian but but yet a, a white christian who's a pastor so i have a you know a platform a limited platform to to say things to speak out both in my congregation and on social media and 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 i definitely you know have been and am doing that um no doubt imperfectly but i also and, have and, and hold other white pastors who are not doing it yeah to, to, to task. Yes. Yeah. And that's where I was going to go. I also have relationships with people who are in these, what you might call more moderate to conservative white communities than I am, but I may not be directly in that um, in terms of my own yeah. church, but I live in conservative white America, you know, more broadly you, in you, West Michigan. You, yes. And, and so, yes. you know, I know a fellow. I marvel. Clergy. I marvel that you're still there. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> as much as we but love here's you. the thing though we, we 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 laugh at that but but those spaces need people like you mm. right yeah. because yeah. what we're what we're finding what we're going to continue to find and and the this whole this whole uh i'm sure you guys talked about this last week when we talk about this you know this abortion ruling that's coming down and now so many states have trigger laws and and we already have states like i mean God, what the fuck alabama making making it a homicide to oh to, to, to have an abortion yeah you know with jail time like jesus christ but anyways um what's gonna happen um and the anti-trans laws you're gonna continually having people move into spaces that support their ideology yes so we will geographically we will geographically separate ourselves. Now where this becomes tricky is of course, there's no red states and blue states, everybody, there's purple states. There's people of all ideologies yep. living in all the states yep. and as it should be, but we're gonna keep, we're, we're gonna keep getting the separation. But we're gonna ideologically segregate more and more because yes. that's what's comfortable, frankly. Yes. It's hard to live in a place where, you know, you ideology, ideologically are in the minority. And listen, I am speaking, you know, I say that fully aware of all of the privilege I carry as a white cisgender, you know, hetero male, like, yes, okay, I have all the boxes checked for privilege, yet holding to a sort of minority political view, you know, it does come with some challenges that don't rise to all the challenges so many other space, but it would be more comfortable, I'll just say, to move to you know, Ann Arbor, Michigan, you know, a university town yeah. where it's a liberal town, right? Or, you know, uh, or when we lived in DC, it felt like there was more like-minded people in terms of our political and philosophical views um, than there are here. But yet there's a calling to be where you can be uh, an influence for change and you cannot have all voices for change, leave a given area, or you're just right. giving permission for the status quo. Exactly. 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 Um, and while that is while that is true, while that is true, I will give black people permission to move if they can. Yes. <laughs> get get the hell out and keep yourself safe and alive. Yes. But also realize, as I am saying that, and you alluded to it either, that in of itself is a reflection of privilege. Not everyone has yes. the capacity to up and move. Totally. Right. Totally. There's so many. There's so many uh, trans people. There are so many people of color uh, uh, who are going to need abortions, uh, who don't have that ability because of where they are economically. Which, by the way, they're that way economically because white supremacy culture. Hello. Um, yep. I saw a post where somebody said that we we have to talk about redlining 
because if you because that's why that's why we have this predominantly black neighborhood and that's why there's this one really great supermarket that black people have access to in that neighborhood that's the legacy of redlining mm. that happened mm. right it's all connected absolutely right so so the idea of oh yeah let's just move to a state where things align with our ideology yeah not everybody can do that not everybody should have to do that yes right so 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 you know i i love it when people go like what do you mean if we overturn roe v wade is going to disproportionately affect you know um women of women of color and 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 minorities i don't we don't understand right wait is is that because is that because more black women need abortions and 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 the narrative spins that way it's like uh, no (laughs) no 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 that's that's not how any of this works because guess what white privileged wealthy women will always find ways to get the abortions they need absolutely and and i'm gonna i'm gonna name it white wealthy conservative women Mm. who who mm. publicly espouse their pro-life views will in secret go drive a couple states and go get an abortion don't yep. think it hasn't happened or yep. isn't happening right now correct that's a that's a that's a reality okay so so yeah mm. so there's there's there there's that it's just uh, we are but but so that this doesn't become a show that is just filled with despair. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I wait. Didn't I, we start I, with smoke? Smoke all the grass in the world. Is that how we started the show? <laughs> yeah. It's not, hey, it's not a half bad idea. <laughs> not, not half bad idea. Uh, uh, I believe. I I I believe. But maybe just because I want to believe. Maybe because I am I am the eternal optimist, and maybe because I'm beginning to see some signs of of change. I believe we are in the worst before it gets better, period. Mm-hmm. I, I, I truly believe that's where we are. In, 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 in spite of all of this, I will always have hope for humanity because when I look back, we've always, we always evolve upward in our consciousness and we're doing it faster. So if you look at, if you look in the past 150 years, the changes that were made for the betterment of those who were traditionally disenfranchised have been momentous and they've come quickly and they always came with abhorrent opposition right before the changes happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Think back to same-sex marriage, think back to, uh, think, think, think back to the civil rights era. Right. These, this is I, I, this is what I believe we're in. We're in the worst before it gets better. And unfortunately, when you're in the worst before it gets better, lives are literally going to be lost. Yeah. 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 No, I'm you with know, you. I, this, I think this, I, I, I want to agree with you that we are in the worst before it gets better. And it just feels hard to feel the get better part when you're in the worst. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's, that's why people like you and me are here who have, who have the platform, right? We can do, we can do both. We can, but, but to realize that in order to get to the better out of the worse, it's just not going to magically happen. That's right. That's right. right. We've got to be in action. We've got to be a voice for it. Like, like there's so many places that have got elections happening, you know, now and then leading up to 2020, uh, uh, we got midterms happening now. We yep. got, we got local uh, elections. We got state elections. Please, please, please get out and vote, get out and vote. This is, this is how we change the leadership vote for the leadership that, that again, even if it's not your preferred person, vote for the leadership that that has an ideology that is that is more hopeful, that is more connective, that is more sustainable, that is speaking to these issues and not trying to maintain the status quo of the quote unquote legacy America. Reject yep. anyone that has anything remotely close to resembling the uh, America first policy. Right. That's that's yeah. it's just code. <laughs> It's just yep. code. Yep, it is. You know, you know, and 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 you say things like, "Oh, it doesn't matter. We like these folks, and it's going to be the same as it always was." There was a time I would agree with that, but we're seeing that that's not true. Yeah, we're way right? beyond that now. Yeah, we are way beyond that. We are way beyond that. 
That's why we have a Supreme Court that is as tilted as it is. And that's why Roe v. Wade is about to be over overturned. Yep. And, uh, you know, and hey, come to find out that those judges may have not have been honest during those confirmation hearings. Shocker. <laughs> Surprising who again? Oh, my God. Well, apparently, uh, Susan Collins. Well, yeah. <laughs> Lisa exactly. Murkowski. Apparently, they're shocked. They're surprised. Yeah. You mean they lied to us? What? Oh, my God. Uh, all right. So, you and I and Shannon, uh, she's not here this week. She's off at a conference doing some good work. But we are all pastors. And so, a, a question we might be asked is, is the Bible helpful or not in dealing with racism? Yes. <laughs> you included the helpful and the or not in that yes am i right correct 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 because because you read the bible and 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 you you can find passages of that perennial wisdom mm-hmm. that says love your neighbor and 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 live from love and and the good samaritan and all that all that stuff you can you can find those right yeah yeah, yeah. you can find stories of jesus talking to 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 samaritans who were you know the scorned people in the Israelites' eyes, and, yeah. and 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 being compassionate. You can you can find those. You can also find some passages in the Bible that kind of don't support that view. That kind of imply or explicit about genocide and other and yeah, slavery. Yeah. And- when 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 we go back to Love and V Virginia, the Supreme Court case that made uh, interracial marriages legal law of the land the judge who wrote the dissenting opinion quoted the bible of course he did and found and found and found passages i was i was going to pull it up before he got here and ran out of time quoted quoted passages about about the not that 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 uh you know the israelites did not especially in the older testament but i'm sure this was in jesus's time too did not support the intermixing with other tribes you had you had to keep that you had to keep that mind pure right Right. right. Quoting the so, Bible. Yeah. Quoting quote the Bible. Now, I'm not going to give him a pass because some of that was discriminatory through our eyes, but a lot of it was around simply the preservation of a people who yep. had been occupied, who had been, you know, uh, shuffled all over the place, uh, who were exiled, who questioned if their very existence would continue. So they were like, you know what, we got to we, we got to stick with ourselves. We got to pump out some babies. We got to we got to stay alive. So that's the context in which I put that sort of a deal. But you can read that and take that and apply it to your own nefarious ends as, you can. as that judge it, is. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so, why I said, yeah, both ends. <laughs> right, right, right. So uh, on Facebook, Jason says, in response to this question, is the Bible helpful in dealing with racism? He says, if you focus on the words and actions of Jesus, it is helpful. Do you agree yeah, with that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I did. Remember those those were like some examples. Like I quote in the yes in the yes helpful part. You you right? did, but 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 we've also talked about that incident with the um, now I'm going to blank uh, the Syrophoenician woman where he kind mm-hmm. of is racist toward her and her daughter. Um, yes. So it's so it's yeah. a mixed bag even with Jesus. But what did he do at the end though? Well, he came around, but he needed help. So again, so again, you can be a product of your culture. So let's bring it into modern times. We live in a white supremacy culture. We've all internalized some of those white supremacy cultural norms. Even even as black folk have internalized them. It's not that we're being racist, but we internalize some of those norms. Um, And so, so, so we are a product of our culture. I firmly believe Jesus in many ways was a product of his culture. Yeah. And he had to be called out on it, which is what that woman did. No doubt. Right. And when she called him out on it, he was like, oh, OK, yeah, I see what I just did there. All right. Yeah. He right? didn't double down, which a lot of folks know today. Exactly. <laughs> he changed. He changed his mind. Shocker. Right? right. So 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 that's a great illustration of of no matter where you are. You yeah. can change your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You can, you can, you can come around on this. And so actually, you know, a very helpful text there in dealing with race, because Jesus is not, he's not the hero in that story, but he's a model for owning our mistakes and being open to change. Let's just call it what it was. Jesus was a bigot. Well, yeah. When that, when that story started, 
Absolutely. And, and you know, sexist bigot. Let's just, let's just really, let's really pile on. He was a sexist bigot when that story started. Yeah. And people want to give him a pass. We're like, he was just testing the woman's face. I right. call bullshit on that. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Right. And even if he was, even if he was, dude, not the way to go about it. <laughs> well, yeah. Right. Yeah. That was an unnecessary test. You've te- everybody don't get a test of faith. Why did she get a test of faith? Right. <laughs> yeah. You read Jesus. He's he's healed some people just by luck. You know, he healed people who didn't even ask for it. So yeah. so like, why did she get a test of faith? So regardless, regardless, he came around and did not leave her unsupported and that's that to your point that's that's the lesson that we can we can pull from that so so i want to i want to give a call out to all our white listeners who continue to say i am not racist okay take that phrase throw it out the window okay yeah and and instead the question you need to ask yourself is not if but how not if but how do I continue to support white supremacy culture? Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And you're thinking, and you're listening, you're probably going, well, I, I, I don't do that. But think about how you do, right? From the words that you say, from the thoughts that you have, from where you buy your products, from uh, who you vote for, all of those things, like every single, that nothing exists in a silo. Yes. Right. Yep. Are you buying from black owned businesses? Are you willing to wait five days for that package instead of the two that Amazon will guarantee you? Like, yeah. like, where are you? Where are like, yeah. how, not if, yeah. but how, and when you can really, um, and, and that starts in, implicit in that question is that you are, and are you even willing to admit that you are? And that is the and place how, to start for every white person. It is, it is the place to start. And, and, and if you're going, well, like, why is that my only option? Because that's the only culture we have. Because that's real. That's the only, that is the only culture in the United States is a white supremacy yep. culture. So you're yep. either supporting it or you're not. There is no middle ground here. There is yeah. no neutrality here. Yep. Either are or, or, or you're not. So, so ask those questions. Right. Um, yep. And 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 start and start there and be honest with yourself. And if you need some and if you need some safe space to examine that and be in dialogue with other people, I will I will shamelessly plug the other work that I do. Uh, hey. It's called Project Sanctus and um, go to ProjectSanctus.com. My partner and I, Reverend Kelly Isla, she's been a guest on the show uh, as well. That is the entirety of the work we do. Create space for people to come and examine these things and engage in dialogue. One of the most powerful things we do twice a week, twice a month, sorry, uh, first and third Wednesdays, we have affinity groups where people uh, wear white bodies and bodies of culture. That's that's a term we're, that's a term I am beginning to use more and more instead of people of color, because people in, of color implies, implies um, uh, a, a hierarchy separate from whiteness. So people of culture, because black folk, we got culture. <laughs> mm. we, we have our culture. When you ask white people in America, what is your culture? There's not a whole lot of answers that come mm. along with that. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so we come together uh, once, once a month, one Wednesday a month, we're in the same group and, and we talk about these things. We, sometimes we have questions, we have prompts. Other times we just discuss what's going on in the cultural, cultural sphere. Um, and then, and then the, the third Wednesday, we split into two separate groups and, and Kelly takes the white body folks and then take the bodies of culture. And, and, and this is how we do it. We talk with each other, we listen to each other we hear that the white folks get to hear how the black folk are, 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 are hurting and how this is, this is affecting us and, 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 and what they can, what they can do and what they have to look at. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's white folks are uh, um, amazed to find out for the first time that yes, they've been complicit in this, even though they thought they were quote unquote, not racist. Right. Right. So, so, and let's be clear, this is hard work. This is uncomfortable work. This is work that will cost you friends and family members. 
And if you say you want a different experience of America, that's the price you got to pay. You got to do it. You got to do it. And if you think you can have a different experience of America and that's not going to happen, then, and therefore you don't dive into doing the work, that's one answer to how you were supporting white supremacy. <laughs> Bingo. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You know, so, so, you know. so yeah. And it's, and here's the other thing about this, which um, there's a, there's a saying, I believe it is, it comes out of Buddhism. I'm not sure. The wise man plants to the tree for which he knows he will not experience the shade. That's right. Right. This is not happening. This, this turnaround is not happening in our lifetimes. All y'all listening here, yep. unless you're five years old. And if you're five years old, I got lots of questions to your parents about why you're listening to this right now, but, but, st- but let's start early. I take that back. Yeah. Let your five-year-olds listen. Yeah. Tune uh, in. Not never, never too early to start. <laughs> um, but, 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 but we're not, gonna see this ship turned entirely in our lifetimes it took us 400 plus years to get here we're not gonna turn the whole thing around in a few years and by the way i'm already seeing some of the exhaustion quote the quote-unquote exhaustion and and shock and apathy of white people who suddenly became interested in this after george floyd's murder and wondering why they haven't fixed the problem yet yeah they're like wait haven't we they're like we're 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 on the case now we're on I went the case to one now. march isn't it figured out right i went to book i went to book study uh i read i read white fragility uh yeah oh, i'm on the i'm a, I, i'm on the case now we're on the case and you know some years later they're like oh man wow okay yeah it's kind of hard all right i'll <laughs> i'll see y'all later right i mean yeah, don't check out it's a lifelong journey friends it is a lifelong journey we're not saying you need to engage every single second of your day. You have to take care of yourself too. You have to do the things that bring you joy. You have to do the things that nourish your soul. You have to pace yourself. It is a long journey and it's exhausting. It is exhausting. Welcome to black America's experience. It is exhausting. So yes, pace yourself, but that's different than checking out. Self-care is not checking out. Self-care is intentional restorative work so that you can get back into the game that's what self-care is so you gotta you gotta you gotta do that and you know we're gonna uh, while i say i'm optimistic and this is the this is the the worst before it gets better you know we still live in a country for which um so many people think it's more important for a gun to have rights than a human being to, to live no doubt right no so, so, you know, that's going to be a huge thing to change. And the problem with that is that we got, we got that second, we got the, uh, in the constitution, right. The yep. second yep. amendment around the right to bear arms and, and, and like context, anybody context. People. No doubt. No doubt. That so that's a good a segue. Time we, got, we, got, yeah, go ahead. we got two minutes for this last question, I think, okay. which is, if all the guns in the world disappeared, along with the means and the knowledge to produce them, what impact would that have on the murder rate, particularly in the U.S.? Uh, well, it would go down. <laughs> it would help. I mean, at the very just, least, it would help. Start there. And, and here's why it would help. You know, the major reason it would help. You said murder rate. Let's also talk about the suicide rate. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Because because guns play a very disproportionate part in suicides. Yeah, countries that don't have the proliferation of guns like this country does have much lower suicide rates. Mm. So both murder and suicide will be impacted. Because you have to do more way. work. Otherwise, you got to do more work. Otherwise, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And not just do more work, but. Given that we, given that in this country, there are more guns than people, there are more guns owned than people. Now, I know I don't have one. Do you own a gun? I do not own a right. gun. So you, I don't have one. You don't have one. That clearly means there are people out there with more than one gun. I don't a know why you need more than one. Who have more right? than one. Exactly. But, but when you look at a lot of gun deaths, a lot of them happen in homes by accident. Oh, yeah. Because people, Right. 
Of so just course. having a, just having a gun in the house, even if you're a responsible gun owner yes. and you keep your gun locked up or whatever, just having a gun in the house increases the chances dramatically that somebody in your house will die because of that gun being because of gun violence and because of that specific gun yes having a gun does not make you safer no it doesn't that is statistically proven statistically false exactly 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 so so yes gun gun rate will go down but it's so it's it's interesting because i know the quick segue i'll make here is yeah uh the the technological singularity. Are you familiar with that? When the uh, sure. when com- computers uh, have have true AI capabilities yep. and 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 their process their ability to process and think or whatever surpasses the human's ability to do it. There's this idea that we cannot predict what the future will look like after that because because we yeah. we we just can't en- envision it because right. the only frame of reference we have is us being the smarter, us still being smarter than computers. Correct. Right. That's how I would answer this question. I can't imagine what the US might look like <laughs> if all the guns were gone. Okay. Yeah. I can't I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Because like, we know, you yeah, know, it's a clearly it's a hypothetical, but it just gets you to thinking about, you know, we've made a way to kill each other so easy. You know, yeah. it's like a lot yeah, of these yeah. mass murders happen because you can fire how many rounds per second or per minute with a magazine, you know, exactly. the, like it's much harder to you, use a pitchfork or, or a machete, like, or a machete. you know, and we've seen, we listen, we've seen this in, we've seen this in places in Europe where, where people go, uh, you know, attack trains or restaurants and they've got knives, they've got right. stuff like that. It still and, happen. And yeah. They cause some harm. They may take out one person before everybody else jumps them, you know, so, so harm can be done, but you don't hear a headline of 10 people slayed by machete bearing supremacists. Yes. Correct. That's just not going to happen. Correct. So, 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 so yes, absolutely. And not just the presence of gun, but the ease of access to the gun. This, this guy who did, who committed this crime in Buffalo, 18 years old, and he's able to go buy a gun, having lied about the fact, or um, um, that there was some uh, being able to find a loophole in the red flag laws right. that would have otherwise yeah. prevented him from purchasing a gun. Eighteen years old, mm. and apparently, um, I read somewhere. Uh, I don't know for some reason my Netflix over here is suddenly starting. I don't know. <laughs> that's weird. Uh, apparently, apparently, he only started diving into these uh, white supremacist message boards like a couple of years ago, Ugh. right? So the the turn the turn came that quickly. Wow! And uh, you know, it it just breaks my heart. And I was reading also that a lot of this recruitment into into white supremacy ideology among teenagers. Is coming through online gaming platforms, right? Right. It's a big recruitment place. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening and you got kids who are playing video games, you got white kids who are playing video games online. This is not a. This is not an indictment of the video games, but if they're playing, you know, multi-role playing games and they're playing with people online, as is most often the case these days. Parents really dig into asking your kids, who are they playing with? Who are the people, you know, what are they hearing? What are the thoughts they're being fed? Because that's turning out to be huge recruitment plays because the sense to belong is really, really apparent, right? So are we creating spaces for our young people to feel like they belong? Because you bet your ass the white supremacists are. Yeah. You know, yeah, so, and I think I think that's a you know a good maybe place to just bring everything to a close. You know, yeah, are we are we giving young people a place to belong where the values of valuing every human life, uh, every human being, uh, regardless of background, skin color, religion, you know, is is at the core. And in so many places, that's happening less and less in schools as that whole stupid book banning thing is happening and, and the and the inability to, to talk about it in the classroom is happening. Yep. You know, it's, 
Yeah, yeah. The world is on fire, people. So, so how will we, how will you be the extinguisher? How will yeah. how will you? Are you fanning the flames? Or are you putting the flames out? That's there's no there's no standing in the house with the flames going like, all right, well, it's not bothering me right now. The fire, <laughs> so I'm just going just going to let the house burn. I'll be all right. No, you in the house, it's on fire. You either going to put that fire out or you going to burn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you going up with it? Do your work, people. And I'm including word. me there. Put some, everybody, we all, we all got to do our work. We all got to, we all got to do our work. As I, as a, I, as a black man, I've internalized a lot of white supremacy cultural norms, namely in sexism, patriarchy, you know, growing up being very homophobic, uh, you know, and coming full circle in all of those and still working on them. It's, still it's not working. an end point. So, That's right. so yeah, we are, we all got to do our work. Good word. We all have to do our work. Absolutely. Well, thank you, friends, for tuning in to Pub Theology Live. You can show your love for the show by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Get access to pre and post show banter and more. Visit patreon.com slash ptlive to get started. And of course, a big thank you to our current patrons. You can listen to the show anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And please leave us a rating on any or all of those platforms. Also, leave us a rating on Facebook. I noticed we have like one one-star rating on Facebook. We can do better than that. Drop us five stars on Facebook or any of the above, and we will thank you for that. Our top cities tuning in this week are Amarillo, Texas, Holland, Michigan, AO, and Melbourne, Australia. We see you down yeah, there. Those of you in Texas and Michigan, yeah, spread the word a little more. Yeah, spread, spread the word a little more. I hate painting a broad brush when I say places like Florida and Texas. We are very well aware that they are people doing really good work in those states, and and I'm giving you a shout out. Yeah, and we need more of it, so keep it up. Absolutely, you can watch us live Tuesdays on Facebook around 1 p.m. And if you'd like to find a pub theology group in your town or start your own, check out all the resources at pub theology. .com. And until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. All right. I feel good. Got some venting out. I didn't realize I needed to do that. That was good. No, I, listen, man, you, oh were, you, were, you were rocking today. Thank you. <laughs>